You're listening to the Eagle Air broadcast of Virtual Winthrop Day. Joseph Casco, Mark Nortz here with you this afternoon. And we're talking now with James Kevin Gray. He's a 1999 graduate of Winthrop, and he's the Minister for Worship and Music at St. John's Baptist Church. James, thanks so much for being with us today. Oh, it's my pleasure. So first of all, just tell us about your job and what it is you do. Tell us what does the Minister for Worship and Music do exactly? Well, my main job is I create worship experiences. So if a person were to come to St. John's on Sunday, I'm um, along with a team of people, uh, we create that worship experience that happens every week. Even in the midst of all of this going on right now, we are still doing that uh, through video editing and people sending it in uh, from their home. So that continues on. I direct uh, the choirs and the music program there. And also, it's a rather large church in Charlotte, so we have a lot of uh, community uh, musical experiences, and so I'm over that as well. And so how did you um, end up in this position? I mean, how did how did being at Winthrop help you get to where you are these days? Well, I think Winthrop formed a great deal of who I am as a person, taught me the skills to be able to uh, musically uh, communicate well enough to get a job um, or a post uh, like the one that I have. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, it's... Um, Winthrop, um, also knowing lots of people and building relationships in the community, that always helps, too, in, in getting those positions. Um, so, yeah. What, what did you major in while you were at Winthrop? Music. I, I graduated with a Bachelor of Music Education. I started off as a teacher in the public school system and did that for several years. Uh, but then I felt more of a calling to go into full-time uh, Ministry, and I did that I think in 2003. So I've been a full time church musician since 2003. It, it, uh, we were looking at your uh, your bio here, and um, you seem to have a lot of experience with um, with, with composing. Um, it says you've um, written a lot of music and everything like that. Can you tell us about you know uh, how your education at Winthrop led you to be a successful composer? Well, I had incredible professors. First of all, I had several incredible uh, composition professors. Uh, but really all of my music professors, including uh, director of choral activities, who I was very close to, spent a lot of time in class and outside of class uh, uh, listening to all of the things that I was writing, uh, giving good critical feedback uh, and helping me. And even to this day, when I have a new piece published, there are two or three people that I run it by. Uh, uh, one is Dr. Robert Edgerton, uh, who's been retired for several years, but was the director of choral activities. Another one is, um, is David Lowry, who's a uh, retired Winthrop professor. And the other one is my best friend, whom I met the first day of Winthrop. And 26 years later, we are still conversing almost every day. Uh, so, you know, everything that I put out there, uh, Winthrop's fingerprints are all over it. So even though you graduated, you know, a number of years ago, you still have very strong ties to Winthrop. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I've decided to remain close to Winthrop. I, I don't work in Rock Hill. I, I, I work in Charlotte, so it's a long drive. But I still live in Rock Hill and have all of these years. I live about two miles away from the campus. And it's, there are days where I just simply uh, drive over there and walk around just to breathe in the good old Winthrop air. Is, um, is there any story or um, any kind of uh, experience you had at Winthrop that, uh, that stands out in your mind that, that's helped, you know, form and develop you to, to the person you are today? Well, you know, I was, um, I was lucky uh, growing up 
that I had a uh, art, arts programs in my high school and, and a very loving and supportive family. Uh, I grew up in the northwesternmost corner of South Carolina, Westminster, but I really could have never imagined uh, as a kid the kind of uh, community I would find at Winthrop. You know, I gained a completely different perspective in life. I experienced diversity in a way that I'd never experienced it. I met people from all over the planet, different nationalities, different races, religions, and I loved every minute of it, and that formed me uh, as a, a human being. And while I was there, I mean, I spoke about it a little bit earlier, but I think I also gained another family, um, these professors and these friends. I mean, I remember one of my uh, the first days on campus when I was auditioning for groups. The first person I auditioned with was Dr. Robert Edgerton, the director of choral activities. And at the end of the uh, audition, he said, there's a guy that you're going to want to meet. His name is Mike Miller. You guys will get along great. I said, thanks. And I went to audition for my voice teacher at the end of it. He said, there's this guy named Mike Miller. You guys would be great friends. They'll have a lot in common. And so I'm walking into the uh, other side of the music building. As soon as I walk in, the first person I meet was this Mike Miller. And that's the guy who, uh, who I've been best friends with. He and I were fraternity brothers. I had a great fraternity experience with Family Alpha. Uh, to national music fraternity. Um, but everything about it really uh, was incredible for me. Uh, the access to education, uh, a community of people who already understood your language, that's the great thing about when you become, a, you know, you have a major. You go from maybe where you are being one of a handful of people who are passionate about what you do to being surrounded by a whole building full of them. And uh, you, you build some relationships in that context that, you know, carry on with you for the rest of your life. You're listening to the Eagle Air broadcast of virtual Winthrop Day. Joseph Casco, Mark Nortz here, and we're speaking with James Kevin Gray. He's a Winthrop graduate, and he's the Minister for Worship and Music at St. John's Baptist Church. James, do you have like a favorite piece of music that you've composed or a, a time that, that you think about, this is my greatest accomplishment as a, as a writer of music? Oh, that's hard because it's like saying which of your children is the favorite, your favorite. I ask a lot of uh, questions that people compare that to. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I've had one of my lifelong dreams is to be published by Oxford University Press, and they published a piece a few years ago, Little Day Born of Mary. That felt like quite an achievement for me to be uh, uh, to be in that publishing house. But I will say that from a heart standpoint, I think the greatest experience I've had in writing happened several, about a year or so ago, and it had something to do with Winthrop. I had um, wanted to write a song about bullying because a, a kid at my church had talked about his experience of being bullied in school. And so I wrote a piece called Safe Place. It was about, uh, it's called Safe Place, Stand Against Bullying, and it talked about what we could do in the song, coming together and helping people. And I came to Winthrop and uh, talked to Dr. Jeremy Mims, the director of choral activities, and asked him if he'd be interested in premiering this work. I said, by the way, can we have dancers too, ballet dancers? And so uh, his husband, Craig, who also works at Winthrop, uh, teaching dance and voice and stuff, he coordinated that. And so they premiered that work. There were about 700 people there. We had dancers. We had the, the chorus. And then we had the kid I wrote that about. His name is Samuel. He was there. I instantly sent that to the uh, head of editing at Hal Leonard, which is the world's largest music publishing company, and told them the story, and they published it. And it's been my bestseller. 
And that's not what I'm so happy about, though. I, I get messages all the time about, from uh, directors who said the first time they sang it, kids cried and shared their stories about what it was like to be bullied and to develop these conversations about how to support kids. So really, I think that is probably the greatest uh, compositional achievement I've had. And I'm so glad that that came out of a partnership uh, at Winthrop. I, I think it's just very, very fulfilling in any profession when you hear that the work you're producing has an impact on people. So, so very cool story. Uh, something I want to ask you about is being, you know, working at a church. Um, you know, certainly we've seen so much uh, reporting lately about how uh, the the shutdown and the pandemic has affected people. You know, not being able to go to a place of worship, a place where people feel better when they walk in the room, you know, where they can, uh, you know, just relate to things that are going on in their life and, and to not be able to be with other, you know, other members of their their church is, is difficult for people. How how have you guys gotten through that at, at your church? Um, you know, are you doing stuff digitally? Are you, uh, how are you getting through this, basically? Well, uh I think we're getting through it as good as you can get through it. Uh, we are working almost around the clock. Uh, in some ways, we're working more than we did when we were in the office because, you know, you had to do the same thing but through different, uh, through different media. We are creating videos uh, that come out every day of uh, – well, we, they don't come out every day of the week. But most days of the week, we have videos that come out, uh, whether it's the children's minister teaching a children's lesson or we have these midweek moments that have me – uh, this week I wrote a piece of music for Earth Day, and that was premiered along with the pastor giving a message with some of the congregation members singing from their homes. We have a professional stand-up comedian. She told some jokes to bring some humor. And every Sunday morning we have, uh, it's not quite the whole 50-minute to an hour worship experience, but it's about 35 minutes. Uh, I'm lucky that I have lots of videos of the choir singing, and we have very talented musical people but we may have 15 different people recording each week to create that worship experience. And as far as connecting to people, uh, I know that we, we are calling people. I, I probably called 150 to 200 people myself to check in. And for elderly people who are having problems getting groceries and things, we developed a, a team of healthy people who would go purchase those groceries and put it on their porch and leave them. So we're trying to do the best that we can to continue to be a, uh, an outlet of grace in the world, um, but I think that we're, I think that we're doing it, and I'm real proud of, of what we're able to do. One thing we've been asking people is about the music they've been listening to during all this. A lot of people have been using music as a release and a, a way mm-hmm. to occupy their minds as they're at home all the time. Do you have some recommendations of songs we might add to what we're calling our pandemic playlist? Hmm. Well. Uh, Anything by the Beatles, I think. As a matter of fact, last week I was playing Here Comes the Sun in honor of Easter. Uh, I've been listening to uh, some Rufus Wainwright every day. He's been doing a concert every day, and so I tune in. He's a great artist. Um, you know, uh, the Beatles, Bob Dylan, Rufus Wainwright, um, just whatever it is that you enjoy listening to that speaks to, to your soul, I think that's what you should listen to. Those tend to be... Uh, um, kind of my bag. Uh, I think Here Comes the Sun by the Beatles sounds very appropriate. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You have to listen to songs that, that help you realize that this will pass. Uh, we may not come out of this 
the exact same world that we left. But uh, humans have a great uh, ability to reinvent themselves. And I think we will do that. Um, and we have to have hope, you know, and encourage one another. At the same time, realizing that this is a real issue and not, not be lied about it. But it's going to be okay. There's a saying, I can't remember what movie it's from. Maybe it's the best Marigold Hotel ever. But uh, there's a person that says, it will be all right in the end. And if it's not all right, then it's not the end. And I, I kind of think about that all the time. I like that. I like that a lot. James, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. You are so welcome. Thank you. That was James Kevin Gray, Minister for Worship and Music at St. John's Baptist Church in Charlotte. He's a 1999 graduate of Winthrop University. You're listening to the Eagle Air broadcast of Virtual Winthrop Day.